Buckle up. Welcome to Musicians and Beyond, where we bring you the backstage info on the life, lyrics, and long journeys of the music industry. In studio, I am here with co-host Mark Lahorn. I am John Sarabian. We have an incredible guest coming up, but uh, first, Mark, what's been going on this week? Anything good? It's just been busy uh, getting back into uh, the regular schedule of things, getting rid of, you know, putting the summer behind us and, and spending more time at home with the kids and the wife and uh, at the hockey rink. Awesome, awesome. How about you? We, we, had, we had a busy night the other night. We had uh, Musicians and Beyond was the co-host of a uh, VIP Extreme Aerosmith after party the other night. Thanks to Johnny Karen of uh, yeah. Fenway Johnny's. Yeah, and, you know, there were some big names that came through there. The whole band Extreme came. You know, uh, Aerosmith did not because they're going on tour and they're afraid of the, uh, that, it's called COVID, I think, something like that. They're I, afraid of that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we had Ernie Bach come through. We had Paul Gary, the uh, manager of Godsmack. So it was it was a success. Yeah, you know, but, it, check out the pictures on the uh, Facebook page and Instagram. You'll see that you know, uh, as John said, uh, John Karen hosted the the after hours party along with John and musicians and beyond. Um, well attended, fun time. But West End Johnny's and Fenway Johnny's. If you haven't been there, get out there. Two great restaurants, one at the Garden and one at the Park. So yeah, yeah, make sure it, was, it was awesome. It was the closest hundred friends that we had. So it was good. Hey, Mark, Mark, yeah. who's that guy? Uh, who's this guy? Some guy's trying to break in the studio here. Uh, oh, oh, is this the, is this the engineer? Who, who's this guy? Wait, we, who, guy? We're having technical difficulties. We were having technical difficulties, and okay? we called in the lefty. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> look who, oh, am I interrupting? <laughs> Taylor, look who showed up here. I heard you guys were in trouble, so I ran oh, right man. as fast uh, as I could. I Gary, what are you doing in here? <laughs> we got we got Jerry Devilla here from. Uh, Another fantastic podcast. It's another, it's another Sunday, Sunday podcast. And he is the one who hooked us up with Taylor. Thank you, Jerry. That was awesome. Hey, guys. Hey, What's Jerry. Up? I heard you were experiencing some trouble, so no, I rushed well. right over to, you know. No, Mark and I are the only trouble in this studio. <laughs> so so we're on it. We, we got this guy, Taylor Bloom. He's uh, currently from uh, Upper Manhattan, New York, and he's, he's got a busy schedule. Yeah, Taylor, man. welcome to Musicians and Beyond. Oh man, thanks you guys. What a pleasure, and what a pleasure to have this special guest, Jerry. Right. Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah, it, this is to this you. is going to be fun, man. <laughs> you're into a little bit of everything. You you really started out with music, and then your uh, your acting career is starting to blow up. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been I mean I've been playing music and acting since I was a little kid, and and over the years I've you know kind of alternated back and forth dipping my toe in each area as i go through life um and uh the music as a uh, as a means of expression took a sort of a front seat for me during the height of the pandemic and uh, now that things are sort of getting back to normal thank goodness um i'm sort of focusing a little bit more intently on uh, the acting side of things and that's been that's been great as well cool cool you've um you get a Pretty good history behind you with uh, between your music and your acting. One of the biggest things that you've done, you know, recently, you were Paul Simon in the Simon and Garfunkel story. That was, it's actually an international act that goes around. I'm sure there's more than one Simon and more than one Garfunkel, but you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you you were the guy, like the main man. Yes, yeah, and that show was. Uh was an amazing experience. As you mentioned, there are, you're right, there are like a multiple Pauls and multiple arts. And I can tell you that um, next to them and next to the rest of the band, I'm, I'm really sharing some rarefied air on that stage. Like everyone up there is, 
you know, they're amazing musicians and great people to, to be around. One of my favorite musicians actually is a guy who was, I actually met him through the show and he is, uh, he's in this, well, he used to be in this bluegrass band and now he plays with his brother. Uh, he's a twin as well as me. We're both twins, but his name is George Clements. He's this amazing guitar player and singer and he plays with his brother, Charles, uh, who's an upright bassist. And he, I mean, it's it's really a gratifying for me as a guitarist and a vocalist to be in the same role as a guitarist and vocalist like George Clements because George Clements is world class, you know. Yeah. Well, you, you know slouch yourself. <laughs> well, I do my best. No, you do really good. I mean, you got uh, on your website, you have links to all your videos. And uh, I was going through your videos. You've had over a million streams, you know, when you combine all your videos. I mean, that's a lot of streams. I just found that out, actually. Yeah, I think I just hit it. My parents told me that. And I don't know how they figured it out before I did, but somehow they did. And yeah, it was was exciting. Yeah, I mean, one video alone has 530 plus thousand uh, streams. So that bot works? Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, man, that bot's doing great things. (laughs) You know, Taylor, I have to tell you, leading up to this after, uh, you know, Jerry introduced us uh, and listening to you on the other podcast and on theirs, uh, it's another Sunday podcast. Uh, I was really, really excited because it, you, you are more than just musical. You're, you're, you're artistic, you're creative, you are musical, and, and you do a lot of acting. Um, I imagine your role as Paul Simon is a little bit of both acting and playing music. How do you prepare yeah. yourself for that? Well, the, the biggest thing, of course, I mean, when I first stepped into the role um, was learning all of the, the guitar parts. You know, because that's Paul Simon's thing. You know, he's got a great voice. The art's kind of known as the voice, but he's this unbelievable, groundbreaking fingerstyle guitar player. And when I first started with the show, I was fine. I was good. But that show made me a much better guitar player and, you know, opened up a whole world of, of writing that I was able to do after playing in that role. Yeah. Well, that, that's interesting. Um, and you talk about the fingering style of um, Simon. Were you of that style before you took the role on? And did you have to really grow into that? I, you have to have a certain foundation to be able to, to even audition, um, for a show like that. Uh, so, so I knew, I knew some stuff, but there are a couple of specific techniques, um, that he, you know, he, 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 uh, wrote a lot of songs with what's called a Travis picking, uh, which is a right hand technique. Um, it's, it's very like folk and bluegrass based, you know, I knew finger style guitar and in air quotes, but I hadn't learned how to Travis pick yet. And it was actually, you know, learning that show. But then also one of the one of the other musicians on the tour is another great musician, Joshua Lee Turner, who's kind of been sort of a mentor, big brother of mine in music and songwriting. Um, he also uh, engineered and, and produced my uh, my second album. He would take me aside and be like, hey, you know, Taylor, like, here's this thing about Paul Simon. Here's this thing about Paul Simon. He kind of like shepherded my right hand technique <laughs> into playing more like Paul Simon, which is so helpful, you know. I, I now can can play with a, you know a thumb pick, which is very classic nineteen sixties finger style mm. guitar technique. Interesting. Yeah. Have you ever met either Simon or Garfunkel? I haven't. Although I have kind of a funny story uh, uh, that relates to that question. Um, through the Simon and Garfunkel story, I had the pleasure of meeting the gentleman who used to uh, work as the touring lighting design designer for Jackson Brown, who's a hero of mine. Um, and so this friend of mine invited me to go see a concert of Jackson Brown's at the Beacon. Jackson plays every every year at a theater here in uh, in the Upper West Side. And when I went to see that show, 
I ended up sitting next to Paul Simon's assistant, who was not happy to learn that I played Paul Simon in the Paul Simon in the Simon <laughs> Garfunkel story. I, I we were having a nice conversation. She asked, "What do I do?" Well, you know, and I was like, "Well, you know, my friend brought me here. We met on this touring show." And she's like, "What's the touring show?" And I was like, "Oh, it's the Simon and Garfunkel story." And she was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and we and that was it. And we enjoyed the concert in silence. <laughs> <laughs> One of those awkward moments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny you say Jackson Brown because on my way in here, I had. Um, your version of Loadout, which uh, Jerry actually turned me on to, and uh, I was very impressed. You can you oh, hit man, it. Thank you. You hit it. Uh, yeah. You know, what do you get up your sleeve today? You get your six string with you or, you know, do you think you could? I do. Yeah. So you get, I you do. get a. I always keep it nearby. Okay, cool. You get, you play a lot of originals and you also uh, do covers. So let's. Uh, yeah. Your pick. You tell us what you want to you know play for the fans of musicians and beyond we've actually hit 17 countries so this broadcast is going wow. worldwide yeah yeah we're uh we're big time i mean you're, you're really at the <laughs> pinnacle of your career now with with john Sarabian and mark lawhorn <laughs> that's amazing congratulations you guys oh thanks, thanks well um you know all this talk of jackson brown i uh so when we recorded the loadout i actually there's a, there's a video online and i'm sure i'm sure you guys have seen doing your your deep dive research um but you'll notice that i'm not playing an instrument because I, I i just sang that and the band played it but that being said i can play you another jackson brown song if you're game absolutely one of my favorites all right i love this one this is i got a funny story about this song too i'll tell it really quick before i get into it um the first time i heard this song it was not the jackson brown version it was a cover uh it's done by this vocalist but she has this kind of like real like lo-fi like well i've been out walking and i thought that was the original song and then i started listening to jackson brown heard this version on his album and i was like damn jackson brown that's a nice cover of this song <laughs> really good <laughs> very much into it you know, then that, i learned that he wrote it and i was it like was that makes song. sense gotcha, gotcha. all right yeah and this is a jackson brown song one of my favorites Well, I've been out walking I don't do too much talking these days These days These days I sit on cornerstones And count the time in quarter tones to ten Thank you. 
keep on moving Things are bound to be improving these days One of these days These days I sit on cornerstones And count the time in cornerstones to ten, my friend Don't confront me with my failures I had not forgotten them mm That was fantastic. Coming to us from Upper Manhattan, New York, that was Taylor Bloom. Taylor, thanks, man. Um, how do people oh, find... Oh, yeah, my pleasure. Oh, cool. It's, it's great that you're here. Uh, how do people find like all the info on you? Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah, if you, if you search for me on YouTube, Taylor Bloom, you'll find me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Taylor Bloom NYC. Uh, and I also have a website, uh, which is also taylorbloomnyc.com. Uh, and there's, you know, all my videos are basically linked through all of those different platforms. So whatever way you want to get in contact, you can get in contact. You can also find me on Spotify. Uh, both my albums are on there. Yeah, there's lots and lots of stuff to, to look it, at and listen to. As John mentioned earlier, you've had a lot of success on YouTube. Um, part of that is your consistency. You're, you're posting. How often on YouTube do you post a new song or a new video? Well, um, at the height, I was I was trying to post once a week. That got to be a little uh, a little it's intense. Hard. So I ended up yeah. doing like once every two weeks. Yeah, um, and then I actually I haven't posted uh, in a little while now because um, back back in March I was actually on tour with the Simon and Garfunkel story, and I sustained um, a pretty serious vocal injury that required my long-term rest vocally, basically. Yeah. So I'm pretty much healed now, but I have yet to get back into the swing of, of producing videos on a regular basis. Okay. But um, that's definitely in the future, though. So You're feeling a lot better, though? You, you've soon. recovered all the way? Yes, yes. Fortunately, it wasn't uh, the injury wasn't anything permanent. It was just, you know, kind of like a warning sign to take it easy. Yeah. Now, outside of the show on the road, who else are you playing with? Do you have a band that you play with? Well, um, my favorite band to play with is is the band from the Simon and Garfunkel story. Actually, they're the band that That's plays awesome. on both my albums, uh, and it just it just goes to it just shows shows how great a group of musicians they are. Um, that they're just the the best. I mean, they're world class. Um, here in the city, um, there's a few different folks that I'll I'll collaborate with on occasion. Um, but I don't have anything consistent here like other musicians I like to play with. It's a bummer because my favorite band to play with all live in San Diego. So. <laughs> yeah. and you're, you're over there in New York. So your two albums, one of them is called Heading to Ohio, and your other one is My Father Before Me. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah and you released you, them both in the same year. Awesome. Because of COVID, right? You had a little extra time on your hands. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I, Scout, I, my partner Scout and I were living uh, in Virginia um, with our folks, and um, I had a lot of time on my hands. And um, I, I was walking the dog one day, and I was like, "God damn it, I got to record an album." Shoot, because I knew it was going to be a huge amount of work. And of course, it turned out to be so fun. Yeah. But just on that walk, I was like, "Ah, darn it, I got to do it." 
and you're getting some success out of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've had a lot of a lot of uh, positive response from it. It's it's been it's been really nice. People really seem to like the music. Um, and the, the, I, th- I would say the second album, even though it was released within the same calendar year, it already took a huge step forward from what we did on the first album because the first record was recorded entirely in isolation. Everyone was oh, wow. recording their own material, sending it in. I'd have to listen to it you know, give notes, send ideas back. They would take it a week later and record it some more, you know, do some more takes and some more passes. And then all of that would be sent to um, the engineer who at the time was was Josh Turner. He was the one who ended up mixing the record. Um, and that was a laborious process. It took us almost a year to just record it and get it done. Um, and then the second record that we did, we released it in the same year, but we sort of recorded it, um, you know, only if over a few months. Uh, and that was... A lot more planning. We were able to meet in person. That video um, of the loadout, that's a video that takes place. That was the last thing we recorded in the studio that we rented in San Diego to record the album. So Josh and I recorded my stuff, and then we flew out to San Diego, you know, rented a studio for three days. And and this band played those played that whole record. They played, I think they recorded 10 songs in three days. Unbelievable, like how how like, you know, they do a take and it was it was perfect. And it was just a matter of like, can you play this with this kind of feel, you know, but not a bad note in, in any of those takes. Yeah. So it was a real pleasure to work on. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good, good collaboration of uh, of musicians and, and good collaboration of music. Absolutely. Um, what are you working on now? Current projects? Anything going on in, in the background? Well, in the acting side of my life, I'm very, very busy auditioning all the time, which is great. Like, that's just... Uh, that's a real privilege for me to, to be back in the place. You know, we're, the the industry is at a period where we're starting to really ramp things back up. And I'm lucky that I'm sort of getting right in at the, at the forefront uh, auditioning and stuff. Musically speaking, part of the reason that I haven't gotten back to posting videos yet is because I've been writing a lot, putting a lot of my creative musical energy into um, song creation rather than like recording covers for YouTube. So I'm hoping... Uh, I'm, I would very much like to record another album uh, at some point in the next year or two. That's just a matter of uh, funding and finance because it's not uh, it's not inexpensive to do. But it is also pretty amazing how little money we were able to make these albums for. So, um, you know, compared to, to what it normally takes to produce a, a full length. Putting out an album, what's, what's the most expensive part for, for you when, when you're putting it out there? What, what costs the most? Studio time? Engineers? What's it come down to? <sighs> The, the priciest thing is the personnel um, because, and I'm not, I, I wasn't able to pay these musicians half of what they're worth because they're so good. Good for you. Um, but you also don't want to stiff anybody. You don't want to ask anybody, hey, can you do me this favor and devote months of your life to working on writing parts for my record? You know, that and, and paying for a good engineer. Josh, Josh Turner was pulling double duty for me as a producer and as the engineer. Wow. Um, and so like, you know, the, the most expensive part is making sure that, that your team is, is compensated, but that's also the best place to put your money because they completely made, made those records. I mean, they're, uh, I'm so proud of those records, especially the second one, because that one felt a lot more like a collaboration. We were all together in the studio playing and, 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 uh, watching Josh at the, at the helm of that ship was really, really fun. That's but cool. yeah, definitely the. Personnel is the, is the most expensive part in my experience. Okay, cool. And it's it's money well spent. I mean, you really came out with an incredible product. Great product, yeah. You know, and, and you've been on a couple Thanks, of guys. 
top of the notch podcast lately. You're on with us, and you were on with Jerry not too long ago. <laughs> so, you know, just yeah, to yeah, and I have it, fun every time. It doesn't get any better than that, does it, kid? <laughs> Taylor, there's a there's a local comedian up here in Boston, and um, he he's been all over the world. He's played, you know, some of the biggest clubs, and um, he's got worldwide recognition. And I saw him up in a place on uh, Route One here, and he said, "Yeah, here I am at the pinnacle of my career in an attic of a Chinese food restaurant." <laughs> he was at the Kowloon, Steve Sweeney, and so it must that must be how you feel right now being on with us. <laughs> No, 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 but but it's true that that you know artists like we get we take any opportunity we can to play, you know. Yeah, no, and we are, honestly we know how busy you are, and we're thrilled that you came on with us. I mean, uh, I read something about you with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You were Frank Inferter. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, one of my storied roles. Yeah, Doctor Frank Inferter. I'll never forget. That was probably the most fun I've ever had performing, actually. Yeah. Let me tell you, you don't know the joy of strutting on stage until you strut on stage in high heels. That is really pinnacle. Yeah. Well, when we put this out, we're going to put that as your profile picture of you in the high heels. <laughs> I, I think Jerry has something to say. You'll get a yeah. million views. <laughs> D- didn't I see you in those high heels last time I was in New York? I, <laughs> I don't know. Did you? I, and it's a blur. I don't think I would venture out of the house with them it's just because they're so easy to fall off. I, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Myself. I've been sitting here quietly. Let well, me ask you, Taylor. I'm sorry, Jonah. Mm-hmm. Cut in. I, I, you were talking about the most fun you had on stage was doing that. Um, what's been your favorite part to play in in a um, play or, or on stage or in a mo- in a show? That's a great question. Mm. I mean, I have I have some some favorite roles for sure. Um, gosh, well. My very favorite musical that I, I've been in a lot of musicals. My favorite, very favorite musical I've ever been in is this show called Spring Awakening. And I've been in it twice, different productions, and I played different roles. Um, and it's a show that's about these kids who are, who are like brought up in this really um, conservative, um, sort of like shame based environment. And uh, everything kind of falls apart. But it's it's written, the music of the musical is written by this guy named Duncan Sheik, who is an amazing uh, composer. He had a hit back in the, I think it was the early 2000s, called She Runs Away. Um, so, and that's that's a beautiful musical. I love that. But also, you know, in all honesty, Dr. Frankenfurter was a lot of fun. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah, they put on a good show. Let me ask you, Taylor, what's the best part of doing music? Do you like to be on the road? Do you like to be in, in, in maybe at like a house show where you're doing performing at one location? What, what's the best part of performing for you? I, I really love uh, being on tour. Um, for something about that lifestyle, I really enjoy. I like being in a new place every day. It's, it's a nice balance of, of um, habit and new experience because you're, you're going to a new place. Every day you're like, oh, I, I got to find a place to get coffee here. I got to find a place to get lunch or whatever. But you're also coming back to the bus every night. You're playing the same show. You're 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 on the road with the same people, and those people become like this this you know strange you know family that you love to hang out with. Um, I love that, uh, and I also love it, what's been really interesting. Uh, you know, touring around with the Simon and Garfunkel story is seeing how different. Uh, communities respond to the show differently because you know the audiences in Iowa behave very differently than the audiences in Florida, and they behave very differently than the audiences in Red Deer, Alberta. 
you know, it's and, and that's that's fun. That's cool. That's interesting to see how how different parts of the country and I guess the continent because we did play in Canada, how they all behave differently in the audience. That's really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah that's that's an interesting uh, interesting point that you point out. And and one one of, one of the things that I'll jump in real quick is is I, I was lucky enough to travel down to uh, Southern Alabama on a whole other mission, and they just happened to be the Simon and Garfunkel story happened to be there. And one of the things I know when I go to a concert, you can usually tell if the band's into it, and and the music, of course, who doesn't like Simon and Garfunkel, right? But you could definitely tell that this was the team of musicians that absolutely adored each other on stage. They they knew every move because I, that's what I look for, especially knowing some of the guys, that that's what I look for. And you could just, they could read each other and, and they read the audience and it was, it was, it was, it was an awesome show. Um, you know, I know he said at the beginning um, that, you know, they're all great, all great musicians um, and they are. Uh, Taylor and Ben, who, who was, um, who was art in this particular show had such a chemistry together. And I think you typically didn't, Paul's always played with the same art. Art's always played with the same Paul, but you just saw the, um, you, you just saw the energy up there, which it, it was amazing to watch the performance. And, and he, he did such a great job. Uh, the whole, the whole, the whole show and, and the audience, I actually talked to the audience uh, in the intermission and uh, was getting feedback before I told anybody that I knew who they, who they were, uh, and it was it was it was remarkable. So, and and that's important, and that's what that band does. That's what Taylor does, and anything that he's that he's done, uh, whether it's his YouTube stuff or Simon and Garfunkel story or or the or the two albums, he's uh, uh, he's amazing. Wow, you're not currently touring with the Simon and Garfunkel, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, that's the correct. show's actually on hiatus right now. They're coming back. Uh, next year, next calendar. Yeah, because they're coming to our area March 4th of 2023, and we were hoping hey. to see you on stage. I, I won't be there, unfortunately, okay. yeah. I'm, my time with the Simon and Garfunkel story has come to a close. Okay, um, well, you're going to... Very, very amicably, yeah, it's just been a long... I've been on the road with them for five years, so yeah. it's time to move on. No, I get it. It's time you're going to open up a bigger and better chapter. You know, Hopefully, here's you're, hoping. You're, but you've written you a good your story. Fingers that George Clements is playing there when 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 they come in March because that would be a pleasure. He's amazing. Well, I'm gonna have to check it out. Definitely have to check it. Taylor, out. you talked about how you're doing a lot of writing and spending time being a little bit more creative, putting pen to paper. Is there anything that you've written recently that that no one's heard that you could play today? Ooh, uh, sure. That's actually a yeah. I could definitely do that. Let me. Um, because it's very new, I gotta pull up some lyrics to make sure I don't forget anything here. Okay, hold on. This is um, one of the ways that I keep busy when I am on the road with the Simon and Garfunkel story is songwriting. So this is something that I started on my last tour with the Simon and Garfunkel story. I think we were in Texas. Pretty sure we were in Texas. Uh, and I finished it just recently. It's a little uh, love song here. <laughs> Way back when When the moon was just a little Rock there in the middle of the southern sky 
weren't no folks No were no people who could disrupt all the peace that had developed on the pastures Weren't no whiskey Nor no late night roused about Nor no middle ages doubting every choice they made Weren't no you and me And so I ain't sure what the point was Ain't much world without the two of us here anyway Anyway I just called to say City got all them stoplights in the subway, a tiny island where the world was never wider. But more than this, and something most people don't realize is that you live there, so all the lights burn brighter. Right or wrong, I just thought we could use. A song. What a wonder Out of all these bits of matter All these morons and mad hatters That have come away We found each other and have held on sweetly singing No matter what the years are bringing I know we're okay Anyway I just called to say hello Another good one. Beautiful. Very well done. Very well Very done. Very well done. Beautiful. I, I like your Thanks, style guys. of uh, your singing songwriting style is, is really second to none. Very, very, great job. very reminiscent of Jackson Brown and others. Uh, who else have been influences in, in your musical uh, path? Well, as an early music listener, you know, in the backseat of the car, and mom and dad are playing music up front. We had a lot of Cat Stevens and James Taylor on. And then... Uh, uh, a few years after that, I started listening to um, some Irish folk song- singer-songwriters. There's these two guys. Glenn Hansard is one, and Damien Rice is another. They write really, like, sort of heart-wrenching lyrics um, and, like, really big. They have th- Their orchestrational style is, like, they'll start, like, the beginning of a song is teeny tiny, like, just vocals and guitar, and then it'll grow and have, like, strings and the huge band and everything. It's very exciting. Uh, and then, yeah, more recent influences somehow – despite listening to James Taylor and Joni Mitchell. And then when I was a kid, I barely listened to Simon and Garfunkel. So then listening to Simon and Garfunkel to start working on this show was like a whole new, you know, journey for me, uh, delving into that music. And then, yeah, I came to Jackson Brown later in life. 2019, I think was when I started listening to Jackson Brown and he was just huge for me. Huge. 
So you like a little bit of everything. Yeah, you know, the stuff I tend to not like is the stuff that all my friends seem to like. Okay. <laughs> uh, I listen to, I mean, again, I listen to a lot of Jackson Brown. Yeah. Um, artists that have been really getting me lately, though, there's a there's this new singer-songwriter I've been loving. Her name is Lizzie McAlpine. Uh, and then she, a lot of her music is produced by this guy named Jacob Collier, who's like a verifiable musical genius. If you want to see some cool stuff, look up Jacob Collier on YouTube. It's insane what he's doing. Um, and of course, I've been a John Mayer fan for the longest time. Sure, I'm sure. that guy. His songwriting blows me away. And anyone who knows anything about guitar knows that he's one of the greatest guitar players so yeah. i have a lot of respect for him yeah truly truly amazing musician for we, sure we think you're pretty special too and for the audience listening if you want to find him taylorbloomnyc.com make sure you get over there check out his videos check out what he's doing and uh follow him on youtube there's some great stuff there yeah he's he's doing some great stuff mark where do you think we're going to see him in 10 years I wonder where he thinks he's going to be in 10 years yeah we, uh, taylor Speaking 10 years of a segue yeah where are you going to be Ten years from now, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be in a position financially to take my band on a tour that I pay for out of my own pocket, just for fun, just for fun, playing my music, playing some covers. That's what I want to be doing in ten years. That's okay. awesome. And and remember, we have a deal. We do have a deal. That's right. When when you when you're up there receiving that Grammy and that Oscar, I, you're gonna give me a ticket to the art theater, right? You're my plus one, Jerry. Yeah. And you're going to thank musicians and beyond for getting you where you are? Absolutely. <laughs> it wouldn't be where I am. So um, I just want to say thanks to you guys so much for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. And thank you, Jerry, for connecting me to these two fine fellows. I've had a lot of fun today. Yeah, hey, they, They're great. They're teaching me how to do a podcast. Yeah, Actually, Jerry was one of the first people that we reached out to when we started it. And he held our hand and, and walked through. And now we... Bounce a lot of things off each other, and we're both uh, very successful. We've both been played all around the world. And, um, you know, it's because of people like you that make us sound good. It's Taylor, all you got to do is listen to the way Jerry framed that. He said, you know, they're teaching me how to do a podcast. What he really meant was we show him what not to do, and he learned from that. <laughs> <laughs> we, no. we read right through the lines, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, no. we are um, transparent? We have... Uh, Taylor Bloom streamyarding from New York into Musicians and Beyond. Yeah, and we had another special guest, uh, Jerry Davila, from yeah. one of the uh, world's best podcasts out there. So he broke into the studio and, and uh, kind of, I'd say photo bombed, but uh, podcast bombed our uh, our podcast with pod with, 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 pod with Taylor. Yeah, he he pod bombed. Pod bomb. That that's a new word. I we just uh It'll be Merriam Webster call next up year. Funk Funk and Wagnalls. Yeah, so um, Thanks for having me. So Taylor, we want to thank you for being on. We wish you success. You are a tremendous person. You got some great talents. Um you're really working on your your acting career and we, you know, we're wishing the best for you, and I, I think, you know, we're going to hear more of you. But your musical career isn't anything to bat an eyelash at either. It's, you know, you're really doing good things. So thanks for taking your time, coming on, sharing your stories. You know, we, we had a, a great time. Yeah, and we want to thank you. You know, a lot of times we end the show by, you know, we learn a lot about people going through this, uh, and it, it's a journey for us, and, and we, we meet a lot of people, and we like to think that at the end of every podcast, we've gained a new friend. So uh, 
And from our perspective, we'd like to say thank you for being our friend. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to have met you. Yeah, no, it was, it was a pleasure. And like Mark said, I want to thank you for being our friend, too. Here he goes again, stealing my lines. I love stealing his lines. He gets all defensive because he made it up, and then I do it, and the, he does this, this thing. Is my, this is what it must be like having uh, art across the way on the stage with He you. takes his ball, and he goes <laughs> home, and he's like, you know, John, you did it again. Can you stop? You Taylor, know. thank you very much for coming in today. Thanks, we hope buddy. You had- a fun time with us. Uh, we know we had enjoyed your company, and uh, we're looking forward to following your career and seeing uh, more things in the future. Keep Thanks up the so good much, work. Guys. Keep up the good work. Taylor Bloom, thank you.